there guys, timer is on, happy running. Today I'm going to be following on from the topic that I talked about yesterday, which was around acute injury. No, I talked about shoes yesterday, so two days before um, when I was talking about acute injury and the uh, change in recommendations from um, the RICE protocol, so rest, ice, compress and elevate, to this peace and love uh, from the British Journal of Sports Medicine. So I wanted to kind of expand on that a little bit and then also talk about what to do when you are in pain because I had some comments back. Um, I had one person on um, a post saying that they'd, um, they were putting ice on their calf uh, because it was pretty sore after a run, feeling tight and knotty, um, and that they were putting some ice on to try and try and help it. And so, when it comes to the icing side of things, and this advice change from uh, rest, ice, compress, and elevate to the peace and love idea. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then um, I'll have a link to the article from the British Journal of Sports Medicine about peace and love. Um, but the big takeaway is that um, instead of that recommending against using anti-inflammatory modalities um, like ice and anti-inflammatory medication um, due to in the inflammatory system being what actually um, promotes the healing. So I just wanted to kind of highlight that like there's no evidence to suggest that if you do put ice on an injury that will like slow down um, healing or have like bad outcomes or anything. So like I wouldn't overly stress this sort of like short term. Um, the the big thing is that you're just like staying off it, giving it a chance to heal and then applying adequate uh, load to get it back to what it needs to, to do um, eventually. So those little short term things from the best of my knowledge um, don't aren't going to be like make or break. So if you're like, oh no, I iced my ankle you know, three years ago and now I'll never have a good ankle again. Don't, don't worry, it's not like that. Um, the really big things for injury is just, um, you know, letting uh, nature do its thing, get its healing process underway and then um, adapting your body via um, targeted loading. So, yeah, don't, don't stress it if you have ice in the past. It's not going to be uh, the end of the world. So today I wanted to talk about um, the kind of what to do when you are in, in pain, but it's not necessarily like an acute injury. So I think for an example, like um, this person who posted, um, you know, it might not be a full-on muscle tear, but people do get sore and uncomfortable and are in pain from, um, you know, exercise. You might just have like a bit of lower back pain is a really common one where there's not like something that's necessarily happened, but you just get kind of aches and pain. So I thought I'd talk a bit about today um, how that's, you know, maybe a bit different to... Um, the acute injury management because I don't want everyone to suddenly like go away and think that anytime you're in pain, you need to do, um, you know, the peace and love protocol. Though I think it is, um, you know, a good, pretty good guideline to uh, how to think about um, most injuries. However, well, I want to talk about, yeah, a few pain modulating activities that you can do to try and um, help symptoms in the short term. I'm not going to talk about medications. Um, so, like paracetamol um, and, you know, anti-inflammatory, that kind of stuff, because that's beyond my scope of practice as a physiotherapist and my training um, in Australia. So although, you know, it might seem like sort of common sense stuff, uh, medico legally, not going to talk about that because it's just, yeah, not my scope of practice. So if you do want to, um, you know, know more about that, it'd be best to have an appointment with your doctor. And again, remember, this is not a specific medical advice to you. You're not my patient unless you want to be um, and you want to do online consultations, which is available on our website, which I'll have, um, a, uh, have a link to in the description. But yeah, again, take this as like information to then, um, 
yeah, inform your questions when you are talking to your own health practitioner. So basically, the where ice and um, heat, so temperature changes, can be really useful um, in helping short-term pain. Um, so this is something where I'm assuming you don't have like an acute injury. You haven't had just a, a big traumatic event. You've got something that you're sort of managing. You might have like a sensitization of a structure. When I, when I say sensitization, what I mean is if you listened to the pain science episode I did um, previously, you would have uh, you would have heard about the how information is taken from your nerves is modulated via your spinal cord and um, at your spinal cord. Um, level, so by your systemic state, and then is that information taken up to the brain and is processed through your thoughts, moods, belief, context, um, and you have an output that is pain. If that's making no sense to you, go back and listen to the, I think it's probably the one of the first couple of episodes. I'm just going to pause while I sneeze. Okay, I'm back. Time is back on. Oh, nothing like having a big sneeze coming in a podcast, but luckily this one isn't live, so I could just quickly pause that one. Anyway, um... Yeah, so if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you do so this all makes sense. But yeah, I wanted to talk today about if you've got a yeah discomfort and you want to try and help manage that discomfort, what can you do? And so I think like thinking to the most natural thing that humans uh, will often do when you are in pain, I'm sure that everyone's done this and you know, if like parents do this to their small children, but basically like as soon as you, you know, bump your elbow or, um, you know, hit your knee against something, the first inclination of someone um, is to basically rub that area. So kind of vigorously like rub around that area. So what this is doing is basically when I talked about all these different types of nerves that you have that send that signal, which is then later um, processed to become um, your pain experience, what um, there's kind of a there's this way of thinking about how those nerves are transferred to the brain, which is called gate control theory. So you basically got um, these. I'm not going to go into the full on um, neuroscience of it, but basically, like you can only sort of process so much input at any given time, and that if you have like excessive input, then then you don't have like as clear signals, which then you brain kind of doesn't know what to do with um, as much and then it can um, yeah basically change your experience so if you think about um, when I explained pain previously as having uh, you know if you have these nociceptors which are the muscle uh, sorry the nerves that pick up um, you know the chemical changes which signal damage if you've got them kind of going off and you've also got maybe some um, uh, so in the case of you know you've had an a injury where you maybe tear a ligament or let's just talk about something, I guess, because today I want to talk about more about um, just regular everyday sort of pain. So maybe you've got, um, you know, and some of the high pressure things, so you bumped your um, leg against um, a coffee table. And so you've got these like pressure and um, these slight damage sort of sensors going off. So if you then go and uh, rub your leg, what you're doing is basically like overloading that signal and um, sort of firing off a whole bunch of the other different nerves to, around that area. So that's going to be like your light touch um, ones, sort of ones that are picking up vibration and pressure. And so you suddenly got, instead of these like very distinct um, nerve activation sending signal, you've now got this like massive flood of information going from your um, you know shin where you've hit it against a coffee table. Um, and that's going to make it harder for your brain to kind of know what to do with it. And it sort of changes the context around touch as being like a, 
you know, instead of this contact being this like, you know, aggressive <laughs> corner table, um, coffee table corner, you've now got this like touch from your hand as being something that you think to be kind of, you know, safe and therapeutic. Like that sort of changes how your brain processes that information and you end up feeling a whole lot, um, you know, it often really helps um, with these sort of minor aches and pains. And so that, that kind of idea is the background of quite a few different pain, mod- like pain changing modalities. So if you think about what, um, so if you've ever heard of a TENS machine, that's a little electrical stimulation uh, machine that you can buy from uh, chemists, pharmacists, uh, pharmacies, and, um, you know, they just, you attach to these little pads that send a um, buzzing sort of sensation where it's basically, you've got this like very gentle electrical signal, which is working to constantly sort of stimulate all of these um, nerve fibers around the area of pain. And what that do it is doing is basically um, muddling that signal um, from that sensitive structure that you have, which is causing the pain. So a lot of people use this for um, helping with some, you know, back pain or joint pain or whatever. Um, it's not a long-term fix. It's not something that's going to, uh, you know, change the structure anyway, but what it's doing is just yeah, muddling that signal a little bit so that you feel a bit better. So when you think about things like, um, foam rolling as well and a lacrosse ball that can often um, or like a massage ball that can be um, again a useful way of having like a controlled stimulus that you think to be therapeutic so that's changing that kind of context in your brain Um, and it's uh, yes like kind of activating a lot of these nerves around the area um, which can then change your experience um, of pain and same with with massage as well you've but you've also got the added bonus of like the non-treatment effects is what it's called where basically we as humans have um, you know brains that are like pretty oh, there's a timer I'll just pause that um, we have like these amazing brains that you know if we uh, have if we pay to see someone who has um, a like reputation or like, you know, the qualifications, that sort of status of being someone who can help and heal you, then you will feel better pretty much just by seeing them. And no matter what they do, um, our brains like have this kind of, it's like similar to a placebo um, of, yeah, changing like our pain experience because so much of pain, as, as I said, is about your thoughts, moods, beliefs, and your context. And so if your sort of perceived threat is lowered because you've you're seeing someone who's there to, you know, really help you out, then that can really change your pain experience. So having a qualified massage therapist or physiotherapist um, doing these very, you know, specific um, treatments to you um, kind of works on that, like, thoughts, mood, belief, brain context area. But then you've also got this um, this touch, which is then uh, desensitizing structures by um, adding lots of external signal, um, which can then change how you're sort of experiencing pain. So I know that might all sound um, pretty wild. And if you haven't listened to the pain science episode, you probably think I'm crazy and I'm like, and don't know what I'm talking about. So definitely go back and listen to the pain science one. So uh, I think I named that episode. Uh, have you thought about what pain actually is? So maybe check that one out. Um, and then, yeah, with ice and heat, this is another way of basically you're adding um, an external stimulus to, um, yeah, basically uh, muddle up that, uh, sensitized structures signals so icing it like a sore thing can be fine um you know adding a heat pack to a uh, stiff and sore back if you've got a like a kind of spasmy muscle heat is often a really nice thing to do actually um just adding a heat pack or even you know um warm water something like that and then trying to get a bit of movement through there uh so lastly the other big thing you can kind of do for pain modulation is going to be um 
with isometric contractions, often for tendons. If you do have like an Achilles tendinopathy or a tendon pain, uh, doing an isometric contraction. So again, that's like a that's a contraction where you're basically not moving, but your muscle is working. So for example, I uh, talked about you know when you're doing a bicep curl, if you're bringing a weight up towards your elbow, I'm um, sorry, if you bring it up towards your shoulder, if you're holding it in that sort of mid range, so you're not your arm's not straight, it's not all the way bent, you're in the middle and you're just holding that weight there against gravity. Uh, that's an isometric contraction. So for Achilles, which is probably the most common thing with, with runners, is um, sort of standing over the edge of their step. So your heel's just um, off the step, your toes are on the step and you're not going up or down, you're just holding there. That isometric contraction can actually be a really nice way of changing your pain experience um, and can really be a nice way of warming the tendon up to then get go out for a run. So give that a go. Otherwise, you can do it with your knees with like a wall sit um, or your lateral hips with a, um, a side plank. There's lots of different ways that you can do it. So that would be um, the other big factor. And I did have one more, but I've just had a bit of a mind blank. Let me just pause and have a quick think about that. I've got it. After a quick pause and a sip of tea, I've remembered. Um, so the last thing is with certain injuries, particularly like with, with back pain, you often have directional preference. So that means that basically often people will get sore if they bend over, but they'll feel much better if they um, kind of lean back. So going into flexion, bending over is sore and uh, extension feels kind of better. So often sort of spending a bit more time and working through extension can then make your flexion um feel more comfortable. It doesn't happen with every case. Um, so don't, you know, don't go crazy and, and push yourself into massive amounts of extension if you do have this particular pain. And other people will have sort of extension issues and then have directional preference and feel better going into flexion. So that can be a way, again, of um, yeah, changing your pain experience, making yourself feel a bit better in the short term. Um, so you can kind of play around with that a bit. Uh, but again, don't do anything crazy, you know, it's painful having to <laughs> always sort of try and cover myself with any bit of advice I give. But yeah, remember, like this is just information for you to then hopefully, uh, yeah, build up your own understanding so that when you work with health practitioners that you can, um, yeah, really know uh, options going into it. So hopefully that's been helpful today, all about, yeah, what you can do when you are in um, are in pain. But then remember, like this sort of stuff, uh, this is pain modulation. It's not fixing issues. And I think that's where people get um, a bit confused and they often, you know, spend like a lot of money and time seeking out these pain modulation factors without ever um, doing anything to address the underlying cause. So building up, uh, you know, capacity, whether that's strength or fitness or all of the factors I've talked about in your programming principles. Like if you haven't done all that stuff and you're just spending lots of time and potentially lots of money on um, doing things that are changing your immediate pain experience, then you uh, may change how you approach things because yeah, to get good long-term results, like you do need to um, really take those active approaches to building up your body to do what you want to, um, to be able to handle what you want to be able to do. So hopefully that's helpful. If it is, uh, consider sending some uh, tokens my way, whether that's GST, GMT, Solana, USDC. Um, and I'm going to add my um, Binance Smart Chain address on there as well. I know there's been a very big uh, point of stress in the step in space, and I've sort of, you know, I'm pretty clueless about all of this stuff. I just like talking about exercise. Um, but 
yeah, I'll check that up there in case anyone is earning the big bucks over on BSC. Otherwise, hope everyone is doing really well. If you haven't already, jump across to the Step in Injury Prevention Facebook group. Um, and if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you know um, head across to the YouTube channel as well. Um, if you could subscribe there, that would really help me out in building up my profile a bit. So if you have any other questions, any topics you'd like me to go into um, more detail, then yeah, let me know wherever you are listening to this or the best place to do it would be on the Facebook group so I can keep track of it all. Thanks so much. Talk to you tomorrow.